I'm sort of a big fan of writing about work, be it artists writing about work or others, you know, from the artist statement through to more in-depth reviews. And there's a lot of people who are against artist statements within the art realm. Um, and I can understand the reasoning, but I guess what I get really frustrated by is artists only creating work for other artists and there never being an opportunity for other people to have an insight and to be able to you know like we as artists love artwork and we love it because we understand it and we have the capacity for insight and we don't we're not fearful of kind of looking at something and trying to understand what it might be and I think the more we sort of close down on things like text as a way of using for interpretation the more we shut out other people who might enjoy it and be an audience and engage with the work and basically make it more lively and interesting and um, connected so so yeah, so I think it's really important in that respect. I don't think it it, it not existing <clears throat> means that a person is incredible. But I, I think, say in Tasmania as well, I think there's a real problem with people resisting sometimes that kind of exposure and then kind of making art in a tiny bubble in a tiny place at the bottom of the world and not thinking about the fact that people will be interested elsewhere and that you can have a national or international profile and you can connect with others elsewhere and you can have an audience that's bigger than your own backyard. And I think something like writing is fantastic because it's so easily transportable that people can be reading something on the other side of the world soon after a review is published. and. And that means that you, yeah, you have that potential very quickly to connect um, with others elsewhere. Hello and welcome to What Are You Looking At, the Contemporary Art Tasmania podcast. I am your host, Thea Connell, and in this episode of the podcast, we are looking at the intersection of art and writing. When does a piece of writing become less about art and more the art itself? How do things like reviews and catalogue essays affect the work they address? Is text crucial to the accessibility of an artwork to its audience? And how is text communicated to an audience as art? We have been lucky enough to gather some thoughts on the topic from four leading Tasmanian figures who work with writing and art in different ways. This includes freelance artist, designer and writer Jude Abel, who is also the art features editor for Island Magazine in Hobart. The latest Island Magazine, its 150th issue, is very much focused on art and writing and the publication as a platform for art. So I'm um, Jude Abel and um, I, amongst other things, am the arts editor, arts features editor for Island Magazine, which is a quarterly um, publication which is published, it's a national publication which is published in uh, Tasmania. My probably growing expertise is in the framework of the magazine. So, um, that, and I possibly because of an architecture background that I have as well as I, I see it sort of quite spatially so I see it as this kind of it's just another exhibition space basically is the text itself can be quite an effective frame if someone writes about your work um, 
they're always going to offer an interpretation which is different from your own. Um, and if they do that and you're willing to reflect on your own work, then that has to open up the way that you then, um, the, the way that you then practice. You can know your own practice better. Tricky Walsh, a well-known cross-disciplinary artist, writer and graphic novelist, contributed to this latest issue of Island and also had a chance to speak with us. I think it probably makes it more credible in the eyes of academia or maybe funding bodies, but probably not even then. It's kind of like this, this thing that everybody said at some point was necessary, you know, and you have to allocate your little bit on your CV for it. But I don't know if anyone even looks at it or whether they even, you know, track the links and actually, I don't know if they go back in time to read reviews about your work. I don't think they probably do. I think they're very nice for artists to go, somebody looked, somebody looked at my work for one. Does writing work to open up or narrow down your arts practice? Well, you got me thinking about it and I actually, I seem to use it a lot, though I didn't, it hadn't occurred to me that I was using it, which is a bit weird. Um, so I think, well, <laughs> I hope I use it in the expansive way, not the reductive way. I, I use it to, I guess, you know, open a window or, or unlock a door that you hadn't noticed that hopefully gives a different journey around the work. And I use it a lot in the collaboration that I do with Mish, which I hadn't really thought about either because usually it's stream of consciousness and I don't usually remember what I've written when I'm doing it. And I think actually a lot of my text is like that because when I was in high school... I never edited anything and I still don't and it's a really bad habit. So recently I did a text piece actually for Island Magazine and I got edited and it was excruciatingly annoying. <laughs> it's like, oh, they don't do that in art. Like people, <laughs> you can blather on it as I'm doing now and pretty much say anything and no one will turn around and go, you need a comma there and that word doesn't make any sense because it's art and if you say that it makes sense, it does. Um, so that was an interesting process that was a bit like your mum going over your head with a knit cone. It was a bit like that. It was very thorough. I haven't had the pleasure of that before, which maybe, maybe art needs that kind of scrutiny as well. Though I hope I'm dead before it happens. Um, so I try to use text in a way that, um, that augments basically. So you're not just looking at a thing, but it might lead you to a different kind of narrative. Another important artist working with text who was featured in this magazine was Justy Phillips. Our review is an essential part of being a professional artist. Uh, my first instinct in answering this question is to say no, that reviews for us are not an essential part of being a professional artist. Um, that they really have no bearing on the reasons why or how we make our work. And beyond the why or how... I don't think there are any other reasons that compel us to make with the world through language and writing. We're always interested in speaking with other artists and writers about our work, and this includes those who might be writing about our work, but I think for us credibility comes from a sustained conceptual engagement with the world in the way that we live it, rather than from someone else's interpretation of that practice. What is an essential part of being a professional artist is making the work and making it consistently and in a sustained and engaged way. So when people write about our work, 
we read their words, but to answer your question, that reading is not an essential part of our practice, no. Justy's practice is informed by the intimate ways in which people relate to each other and the world in different social and cultural contexts. Her works range across media, including photography, video and print, and her ongoing practice is developing through text-based installation and limited edition publishing. Writing is art practice. What I mean by this is that writing is not something that has an effect on our art practice, but is the practice itself. Um, it's the ongoing event of an art practice, always in the making. There are certainly acts of expanding and distilling in the unfolding of language through writing. And in this sense, distillation is critical to refine our conceptual thinking. You know, through this sort of distilling of language has been very important to us. Um, but we see the process um, as inductive rather than reductive. If possible, I'd like to flip the question and ask, you know, does painting work to open up or narrow down art practice? It doesn't make sense, does it, painting? like writing, an art language is art practice. So as someone who considers writing their art practice, for me that's maybe a really interesting question uh, that's quite specific to my research, which deals with art and writing and um, philosophy as a really particular juncture of um, kind of productive thought. Uh, and so I guess when you're dealing with philosophy and you're dealing with the kind of um, major sort of gener generalities that you have to deal with, language is something or writing is something that comes up as falling short as being able to express those kind of metaphysical truths. Um, but at the same time, writing is also considered to be that thing through which we are most able to express, express our experience um, to someone else. So for me, writing has to operate as something that opens up and narrows down um, art practice as it exists in a really interesting relationship to philosophical thought. Australian artist, writer and curator Sarah Jones also lent her insight to this conversation. Through first-person narrative, both written and performed, Sarah is interested in the desire for the dissolution of the perceived self in the spaces between the landscape and the body so I would say that um, reviews and editorial are a really important part of being a professional artist. Um, but whether or not we're thinking about that in terms of um, a kind of a very highly professionalised sort of peer-reviewed journal model or whether we're talking about that in a really kind of different uh, alternate form, I think, um, can make a really big difference. In terms of um, credibility, uh, for me as an artist who writes, to be credible is probably to feel um, relevant and accountable and responsible and read, I guess, um, by um, uh, my peers who I consider to be interested uh, in my work. And so um, in terms of review and critique, I would like to think that there would be platforms where, um, and they could be very informal platforms, where people feel like they can um, kind of feed back into an artist's work. And, and maybe that's one of the nice things about writing is that it does um, allow people a different um, duration in which to experience uh, a work by an artist who writes. And maybe that duration allows them to come to uh, a kind of a, a different relationship with the work where they do feel like they would be able to um, offer a different kind of conversation or critique um, around that work. What is important in presenting text as art? For us, the question is never one of form, but of process. 
the act of making public the events of lived experience might make itself felt in a number of ways, with the written word, installation, performance, book or conversation. What's important for us um, is the experience of publishing, the ways in which the event of making with writing might find and touch a public, you know, the way it can elude, leak between or exaggerate that touch. If I could reframe the question a little bit, I might ask, what is it that compels us to make with our writing in the context of contemporary art? So there's nothing important per se in presenting text as art. What's important is how you're able to use text, writing and language to bring a given field of relations into eventful resolution. And for us, this is the act of making public through publishing events. The kind of narrowest frame that you can bring it down to, which I think works just as effectively, is just the frame of the text itself. So um, as a reader reads, through the text itself, they're going to be taken to a place. And that place is not going to be necessarily fiction or non-fiction or poetry or any of the above, even though it might contain sort of um, uh, indicators of that. It'll, it'll actually start to take the reader to another place that puts them in a kind of art frame, if you know what I mean. So I think that's, I think, and, you know, say for Ireland, we've just published a work by um, uh, Justy and um, Margaret, who have published event, and the, even without the images, it's an illustrated um, feature, but even without the images, the way that the text kind of takes you in, as I described, it sort of takes you to another place so that you know that you're not sitting in a non-fiction space as a reader and you know that you're not sitting in a fictional space, but you have the elements of both. Um, so, so yeah, so the, the sort of short, of short version of that is the text itself can be quite an effective frame. I guess there are specific forms such as publications and posters that are important for like quite literally seeing writing as art. Um, but in terms of... Um, presenting the work I think the concerns for people who write or work with text are you know as similar and as diverse as um, an artist working in any other medium in terms of presenting their work Uh, for me uh, what is important uh, is the fact that I would be considering um, an audience or a readership um, that I desire in the making of the work And um, that's as much about um, creating a community or acknowledging a community or knowing a community of people whom perhaps you think that you write for and that you write amongst and that you that you write with. Um, And in that way, you know, I guess also you have a a community that you're accountable to for your work, which I think is really important and and maybe also relates back to that that first question about um, review and, and critique. Um, and how important it is um, for artists to have that interaction um, in their work. And, and that would be the most important thing about like framing writing as art for me would be finding the people who respond to the work um, in a way that's generative for me and maybe even for them. I like objects. So I like to incorporate them with objects or with physical things because I think there's a whole tactile haptic response that you get with an object that then again adds another layer of meaning to the text but it can exist without that definitely 
Thank you for listening to What Are You Looking At? A podcast edited and produced by Pip Stafford and myself, Thea Connell, for Contemporary Art Tasmania. We'd like to thank our interviewees, Jude Abel, Tricky Walsh, Justy Phillips and Sarah Jones for their time and insights. The music is by Josh Santospirito. Contemporary Art Tasmania is a professional-level public presentation platform dedicated to developing contemporary art in Tasmania. To find out more about our programs, head to www.contemporaryarttasmania.org. What Are You Looking At can be found on our website as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud.